Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rookie Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today for episode 40. So I can't believe that we're already at 40 episodes of the podcast. Like that's just so crazy. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to come here and chat with you every single week. But today I wanted to take things a little bit more serious because I really want to talk about your business and the statistics in your business because we're coming up at the end of a quarter and I just did something that was a little hard. Like I'm ashamed to admit that I've been trying to run an online business for almost five years now and I just did my first quarterly check-in, right? Like that's insane. How have I been doing this for almost five years, and I'm just now really measuring results. Ugh. But I didn't want to just like sit in my shame spiral by myself. I wanted to see if anyone else was in the same boat. And if you are, that is amazing because I'm here to help you today. Like we're going to talk about the statistics that I looked at and why they matter. And if you hang around with us, I'm actually going to give you the exact tool that I use to figure out my statistics and I'm just going to be using it going forward because it's just awesome and I cannot wait to share it with you. But if you're new to the rookie life, welcome. Let me tell you about the other fun things we talk about here on the podcast. We focus on what it means to start something new, even when you have no idea where to begin, how to develop new skills in all areas of your life, and how to find that it factor that'll keep you motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Yes, yes, I'm talking to you. Do you see? Yeah, okay. So are you looking to start a podcast in 2019? But you're thinking, I don't know what I'd talk about. Like, I have no idea even where to get started. Don't, 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 don't even let that thought overwhelm you. Because guess what? I've done all the work for you. I've actually created a workbook that has 500 podcast ideas for any industry. That's right, 500. Actually, it's over 500. I think it's like 554 for any kind of podcast. I specifically created this tool for entrepreneurs who aren't sure if podcasting is right for them. They say, well, I have a blank, insert any kind of industry, business. Will a podcast work for me? My answer 99.99999% of the time is yes, a podcast will totally work for that kind of business. So let's say you're in personal finance or real estate or business or marketing or technology or beauty and fashion or pet services or life coaching or parenting or any other number of industries. I've got you covered. Let me show you some podcast ideas that I have for you to get started. You can go to crystalprofit.com slash 500 podcast ideas. That's crystal with a K, profit with two F's and two T's. 
crystalprofit.com slash 500 podcast ideas and you can grab this free, 100% free download today. Hey rookies and welcome back to episode 40. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to remind you of a couple of things. The first is that we always provide the show notes for each episode. So if you're interested in learning more about any of our guests or the topics that we discuss, then visit crystalprofit.com slash podcast. That's crystal with a K, profit with two F's and two T's, and check out the show notes for this week's episode. You'll also find social media links for any of our guests so you can continue to follow them and their journeys. The next thing I wanted to remind you is to be sure and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. There are some really fun things coming up around the corner and I can't wait to share them with you. And while you're at it, please rate and review the show on iTunes. We're looking to do another giveaway soon and y'all, these are just so much fun. I love doing these. But we're going to keep choosing random reviewers to receive some really cool Rookie Life merchandise. You can leave a star rating between one and five stars, but here's what you have to do to be considered for one of the drawings. You have to leave a comment in the reviews. You can tell us what you think of the show or topics that you want to hear us talk about or just comment with which episode is your favorite, but you have to leave a comment to be considered for one of the drawings. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get some really cool stuff because... Who knows what the prize is going to be next time? Okay, now that we've gotten all the business side of things out of the way, let's talk about that quarterly review. Hey, rookies. Okay, so let's dive right into this quarterly review stuff because if you're anything like me, it's going to feel like like it's really hard. So we're just going to rip the Band-Aid off and we're just going to do this together. Okay, like... Don't be scared because I know what it's like to like just want to avoid it. You're thinking, Crystal, I haven't hit my goals yet or I just, you know, I need just a few more days to measure my statistics and I really just want like stop, calm down, take a deep breath. We're going to do this together, okay? But like I mentioned earlier, I created this spreadsheet for you and I want you to go check it out because you can measure your statistics on a quarterly basis. I feel like checking things daily will drive you insane. And the only reason why I say that is that is from firsthand experience. Whenever I first launched my podcast, I was like checking the statistics all the time, maybe even several times a day. Y'all, that's crazy. You do not need to be doing that. Like I was looking at, okay, like, ooh, look, I got two more downloads. Ooh, one more after lunch. Like it just, it, it drives you crazy. Please don't do that. And don't look at your website statistics, your page views, your followers on social media. Like don't look at all that every single day because it's a waste of time. Because even if you do see something, you aren't able to see trends. Like why is something happening on this day and not that day. But if you look at it from like a bird's eye perspective, you can definitely see things that are happening and why they're happening the way that they are. And so that is why the quarterly review is just so much more powerful. And then weekly, like it doesn't feel like enough time. Like if you check your stats on a weekly basis, it doesn't really feel like enough time to see if you implemented something new. 
how are you going to know if it's working, right? Because it maybe you implemented on a Monday, but you check your stats on a Friday. Like maybe it was spring break and maybe everybody was out of town and maybe like it's not a really good measure of how things are really working. And then I think monthly is a great way to check like what's going on to kind of like really have a pulse on what's going on in your business and to see what's working, what's not, where you're spending money, maybe you don't need to be spending it, how you made money, all that things. But those quarterly results, y'all, oh, this is where the magic really shows up. And I was really hesitant to do this. I'll just be perfectly honest with you because it sounded like a lot of work. It sounded like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to sit there and go through all of my social media, my email list, podcast, my revenue, my expenses, just all these things. And it's just like, it's just easier to not do it. And I will say that is correct. It is easier to not do it and to turn your head and pretend like it's not there and, you know, just say, well, I have money in the bank, so all is well, we're okay. No, please don't do that. Please don't do that. And I created this tool that I'm talking about, this spreadsheet, so you don't have to do that anymore. Like, I'm here with you. So, like, if you download this thing and you're like, Crystal, I don't understand this, shoot me a message. Like, I actually, so in my past, my previous life as a project accountant, this is what I did on, like, a daily basis. I was in spreadsheets and Excel and, like, creating all these things and updating them. So, y'all... I'm pretty impressed with my spreadsheet. So um, it's pretty awesome. So I'm just going to go ahead. I'll drop that. I'll shut up about my skills in Excel and my spreadsheets. But I love it. I'm just, okay, I'll stop. But if you want to go grab it so you can watch it or watch it, look at it while I'm talking about this, then I encourage you to go to crystalprofit.com slash quarterly review crystalprofit.com slash quarterly review. And obviously, you know, if you're running or you're driving right now, you can't do that. But I encourage you to go grab it later. Um, You don't need to actually see it in order to understand what we're talking about. But it'll probably make it easier um, to navigate, you know, later on down the road when you get a chance to look at it, um, if you could do it right now. But if you can't, totally get it. So um, here are the things that I chosen to look at on a quarterly basis that directly applies to my business as an online business because these are directly related to the yearly goals that I want to achieve. So there are six things that I looked at that I want to give you right now. So the first is I looked at my social media followers and by the way these are in order one through six but they're definitely not weighted like which one's most important, which one's less because my email list should be number one if that was the case, but um, it's not number one. I have social media followers is number one. Number two is my email list. Number three is my revenue and my expenses. Four is my enrollments or if you have a client-based, then that's your customer acquisition. My five is website statistics And six is podcast downloads. So I understand that, you know, these may not apply to your business. You know, maybe you have an actual product or you have inventory that you want to measure or maybe you want to 
measure um, new leads that you have, but this is what I specifically measured. So it is what will be already filled in in the template, but you can change it to whatever you wanna do. The formulas are already in there, so you don't have to mess with the formulas. You just have to input the information into the dedicated um, spaces. And like I said, feel free to message me if you ever need help with it. It's my email. It's crystal at crystalprofit.com. I'd be happy to, you know, kind of go through it and help you dive deeper into the numbers. But um, I'm totally going to geek out on y'all and I'm not even going to apologize for it because I, I love this and I am really upset with myself that I haven't done this sooner because this this is my jam. It was a lot of fun. Okay, but we're going to cover all these today because I believe like they're just so important and they need to be evaluated in order to see what's working and what's not working. I think that the what's not working is probably even more important because then if you're wasting your energy, let's, we'll just take social media because that's the first one we're going to go over anyway. So social media if you're wasting a ton of energy on one social media platform, but then you look at the statistics and you see, oh, well, I'm getting all of my website traffic from Facebook. Why am I spending so much time on Snapchat or Twitter or Instagram? Like, you know, all of my website views, they're coming from Facebook referrals. So why am I spending? It's like, it helps you realize what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So there's my quick, like two cents about that. We'll dive more into that later. But, um, okay. So if you have the spreadsheet up in front of you and if you hear me clicking, like I normally don't do like back and forth, but I'm clicking on, um, some tabs on my computer, but I just want to let you know, um, let me go to the social media followers. So what I have, the way it is set up, I have at the very top of the spreadsheet, you'll see kind of like the review of everything. That way you can measure like, has everything kind of gone up? Have things gone down since last quarter? And I'm recording this podcast in March. So um, this is the end of the first quarter of 2019. So I'm looking at the statistics from quarter four of 2018 and I'm measuring that against this first quarter. So this is the starting point. This is what I have. If you have other quarters, I think it's great to see like yearly trends, but that's not the information I have right now. I wrote down all of my statistics back in December because I knew I wanted to do this going forward. So I do have my quarter numbers. If you don't, that's okay. Write your Q1 of 2019 down today, put it in the spreadsheet, that way you can measure the rest of the year and see, track your progress to see what's happening, what's moving up, what's moving down, and figure out where you need to spend your energy. Okay, so back to social media. I don't have all of the platforms listed on here. And I wanted to make a quick note before I get notes about YouTube and Pinterest. Like I'm categorizing those as social media, although I know Pinterest is a visual search engine and YouTube is a video search engine. I get that. Don't send me notes, like angry things saying like, you're wrong. You don't know shark mount. So whatever. <laughs> but okay, the ones that I measured were Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter. 
So, and I'm looking at my overall statistics and I'm going to say like, I'm pretty happy with it. So there is a place um, in in the spreadsheet where you can see like, okay, Facebook, you had this many in uh, the last quarter of 2018. And then here's your numbers for Facebook 2019. And then in, all the way over, there's a Delta column. So Delta is what has changed. Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Like that's where you're going to see what has happened from quarter to quarter. Well, at the bottom, we're going to total up all of your Instagram followers. I mean, sorry, your social media followers. So that is overall, how have the numbers increased? And that's what we want to see. We want to see the number in the bottom of the delta. So that is all summed, like everything that has changed, good or bad, will be at the bottom of that column. And that is the most important number. So I can look at this at a glance and see I increased my social media following in Q1 of 2019 by 29%. Y'all, that's a big deal. You know, and if I were to just look at it and just look at one specific thing, let's take LinkedIn, okay? Because I don't do anything on LinkedIn. I just put this on here because I've toyed with the idea of doing something on LinkedIn, but I went from... 460 to 480 followers on LinkedIn. Like, that's not a big deal. But it's 20 people. And those 20 people add to the overall number that changed from quarter to quarter. And it is a number that's being added to that 29%. Like, y'all, I'm proud of my 29%. It could have just been 1%. I could have just added five people or, you know, 10 people. But no, I added 29% to my overall following. And that makes me really happy. I'm I'm proud of that. So, um, but the reason why these numbers are important is because you want to look at Is your influence, like, are you growing your influence? Are you expanding your message? And I have a fun little story to share with you, but I can remember sitting in our office in, uh, when we lived in Alito, which is like right outside of Fort Worth. It was, uh, it wasn't last year. It was actually December of 2017. Yeah, December 2017. And I remember dreaming about the day that my Facebook page hit 500 likes. I just, I had this goal sheet that was taped to the wall. And I remember looking at it all the time and just thinking like, man, it'll be so awesome whenever I hit 500 page likes. And I just remember thinking, oh, I just can't wait for this to happen. Like I wrote it down. I called it out. I sent it out into the universe. I did all the things that, you know, I thought, well, I prayed about it. Maybe this will happen. And like today, I've surpassed that number and then some. And now I have new goals of what I'd like to do over the coming weeks and the coming months ahead. But to sit back and know that I hit that original goal, that just means so much to me. It just, it's so, so awesome. So it's great to write these numbers down. I say write, put them in this spreadsheet. That way you have this information and you can measure your success or your failures going forward. So that's my social media. Like this is what I did. So I encourage you to plug your own numbers into the spreadsheet. 
And I don't know specifically how you can go back if you didn't already have these numbers from the last quarter. So like I said, it's not the end of the world. Maybe you could make some guesses as to what you had in December um, or in January, wherever you want to start. But um, I really encourage you to write them down today, fill in the spreadsheet, and then that way in, let me see, April, May, June, in July, you know, once the second quarter is done, then you can go put in your new statistics and you can see what the changes have been. So, okay, so moving on, we talked about our social media following. Our, the second thing is the email list. Okay, so how much has your email list grown? And if you're saying, Crystal, what is an email list? I have no idea what you're talking about. Then we have other things to discuss first. But if you do have an email list, then I want to encourage you to go to your email service provider, whether it's MailChimp or ConvertKit or whatever you're using, and you can actually run reports to see what your statistics were in prior months. This was really easy for me because I actually switched from MailChimp to ConvertKit in November of 2018. So it was really easy. I didn't have like months or years of information to go through. Um, I was able to just grab this number real fast. But um, if you don't have an email list, I really encourage you to start collecting emails as quickly as possible. Um, I could do another episode on why email email lists are so important. But for today, I just want to talk about the growth and the reason why it's an important statistic to measure. So um, I, have, I just got to be like real honest with y'all. Like I'm, I'm feeling good about my numbers for quarter one for sure because my email list, get this guys, it grew by 43%. Like that's awesome. In the first quarter, 43%. That is amazing. It's awesome. And I wouldn't be able to measure that had I previ- previously not written down what it was last time. And I got to be honest, I don't have a big email list. I don't. Like mine is, you know, people are like, oh, I've got a few thousand. I have a hundred thousand. I've got a hundred million, you know, whatever, whatever they have. I don't have a very big email list. But when I put it into percentage, like how much I grew from January or sorry, from the end of December to today, 43% of my list came from this quarter. That is awesome. That makes me so happy. Like that, it just, it blows my mind because that's, it's just, it's, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy because I've been really frustrated with thinking, you know, the things that I'm trying aren't working or, you know, I still don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure it out. But like, there's the proof right there, y'all. Like it grew. It's not like it was stagnant. It's not like a bunch of people unsubscribed from my list 43% is a big deal, and I'm really excited about that number. But I can say that, you know, my hard work's paying off, and it just, it feels so good. So um, your email list statistic is really simple. Let me go back to the spreadsheet. So you just have a place to put your subscribers on there on the front page. Okay, so let's go back to the spreadsheet period. I'm sorry if I'm like kind of bouncing all over the place, but I'm looking at the spreadsheet and there are tabs at the bottom of the spreadsheet. 
And certain ones are related, like we have, you know, your form sign-up conversions, which is related to your email list. And then we go into your revenues and expenses and then your website pages. The reason why I didn't put the, like, everything on one page is because, like I said before, I have a lot of experience in, like, using Excel and spreadsheets. And it's so confusing. I don't want you to be confused. I want you to look at this, get the big picture from here, and then if you want to drill down and get into the nitty-gritty of everything else, that's what the other tabs are for. So if you go into um, where it says email list, you can just type in your number depending on which quarter you're working in. So for quarter four, I put in my numbers. And then for quarter one of 2019, I put in my numbers. And then I get my delta. And my delta is the amount that I've grown by. And if you go back to where it says email list on the left, it'll tell you the price in or the the percent increase or decrease, like or the number that you've increased. And that's your delta. And then you can see your percentage. So that's where I'm getting my 43%, and I'm so excited. But then under subscribers, it says conversion rates, see spreadsheet. So that is your form sign-up conversions. So if you are familiar with email list, then these are your lead magnets. Like which lead magnets are amazing and which ones are doing awesome things for you? So um, I've used the word form in here just to make it simple, but this could be your landing page. This could be your pop-up box. Like your email service provider will have different labels for what this is, but for the purposes of the spreadsheet and to just keep everything simple, I just use the word form. And I listed all of the ones that I currently have active in my email service provider. And y'all, there are some that have a big fat goose egg. Like zero people have subscribed to my list because of these forms. So what does this tell me? That tells me that I either need to kill that form and just completely archive it and don't use it anymore, take it off my site, or it means that something's wrong with it. Like I need to make it better or I need to, you know, maybe is it the colors? Is it, you know, is it just something that is just wrong with it? Like what is it? And this is where I can turn around and survey my audience and say, hey y'all, like what's going on with this? Like what's up with this? Why don't you like it? If I'm brave enough, I honestly, a lot of them, I think I just need to kill. I think that they were related to a different audience that I was talking to before. And I feel comfortable in saying like, I'm only going to concentrate on a few of my lead magnets and not have multiple ones going forward. But I can at least measure in my email service provider, I can look back to November because like I said, that's when I started using ConvertKit. And I can see what were my numbers in 2018. The last quarter of 2018, what did I have? So I input those um, in the quarter four box. And then I'm able to put in the new numbers for 2019, the first quarter. And I'm just, I'm really happy with my 43%. I'm really excited that, you know, there was an increase. But I can see which specific lead magnets people enjoy and which ones make them want to opt in. And that just makes me more clear on where I need to focus my time. So I had one that um, I wrote an ebook and it's the Rookie's Guide to Gratitude. 
And I had that as an opt-in. It was a lead magnet on my website for a while. And it was just the free ebook. Y'all, I have zero subscribers on there because people, like, that's not what they're coming to my website for. So I don't need to have that anymore. I don't need to have energy into advertising that or to telling y'all about it except for right now but the only reason why I'm telling you is because it's a big flop like it's not something that it's just something I just need it just needs to go away because I don't have like a bunch of Pinterest things pointing at it like if I take it off it's not gonna you know make the whole thing implode or something I can just take it off and not worry about it anymore okay the other thing that I have is the conversion rates calculator so this is something that actually is done in ConvertKit and it's where I got my numbers, but I put it on here just in case you have an email service provider that doesn't provide that. I would think that most service providers, most email service providers provide this information, but in case they don't or you're working with one that doesn't, I just want to show you how your conversion rate is created. So if you um, look in the conversion rates column, you'll see that we have visitors and subscribers, and then you have your conversion rate. So how you calculate this is you take, hang on, let me click on the formula and make sure I'm telling you right before I tell you something wrong. And okay, so to calculate your conversion rate, you take your number of subscribers and you divide that into the number of visitors on that page or that form or that landing page or what, however you have the pop-up, however you have it set up. So it's really interesting to see how many people, like for one, I have 314 people that have been to one of my pages, one of my forms, but only 17 people signed up for it. So it has a conversion rate of 5.4%. It's not great, but it's not terrible. But I have another one where I have 21 visitors and five people signed up. So that's 23% conversion rates. And I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you and you're listening to it and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't see this. This is why I encourage you to go grab the spreadsheet and look at it while you're listening to this. But if you can't, then I, I mean, I totally get that too. Because maybe you're working out. Maybe you're driving right now. But um, if you do want to go grab it, if you want to pause real fast, again, it's just crystalprofit.com slash quarterly review. And you can just grab the spreadsheet. But um, one of the other ones I have is there's been four visitors and two people signed up. That's a 50% conversion rate. And what you can do is all the way at the bottom, so you go through, if you have multiple forms, and I'll be totally honest, I've been playing around with my email list for a while, and I have a lot of forms. I have actually, I think I have nine. I have nine active ones on here, and the overall conversion rate is 7%. So I think that that is kind of, I don't want to call that industry standard because that is, it's what I've heard other bloggers say that it's between like, like four and 11% or something is industry standard for conversion rates. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. I don't know, you know, cause I don't want to misquote some information and you find other information somewhere else, but I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm more interested for my business and my website at seeing which ones are performing better. That way I can concentrate on those. So that is how I use this information for me. 
But I just wanted to explain all that to you. That way, if you're looking at it and you're like, I have no idea what this means, you know, hopefully that explains some of it. Okay, so we're running out of time and I want to get through the rest of these. So let's talk about revenue and expenses. Okay, so again, there's another separate tab in the spreadsheet, like just for measuring your revenue and your expenses. But I did want to say this real fast. Like this is not meant to replace any kind of bookkeeping software or anything that you have to track your accounting. This is really just a snapshot of how much you spent last quarter and how much you made. So for legal reasons or for any reason that you could possibly sue me, I'm just telling you don't use this one spreadsheet as a replacement for any kind of bookkeeping, taxes, yeah, that's not what this is. This is just to see how much you spent, how much you made. Okay, so now that you have the spreadsheet open, if you do, if you don't, I'm going to explain it to you because it's very just basic accounting principle. It's expenses and revenue. So what I personally did is I went to my bank statement for my business, I have a separate account, and I looked at everything for the last quarter. From January through the end of March, I pulled up everything that I spent, and I was able to see, okay, what is, like, what am I doing on a monthly basis, and what am I doing that was a one-time purchase? So here's how I want you to fill out this spreadsheet. I want you to open up your bank account, your bank statement, from January through the end of March. And hopefully you have a separate business account. It'll probably be a lot more confusing if you don't. Like this is your business is mixed in with your personal account. But still, I encourage you to track your expenses because when you are a sole proprietorship or an individual LLC, whatever, then um, you're going to want to do that anyway for liability purposes. But again, this is not legal advice. This is not financial advice. This is just my opinion. (laughs) But um, I want you to look at the numbers because I want you to look at everything and see how you feel about all of it. Like, did you make a bad investment in February? Or did you realize that you're still getting charged for that thing that you thought you canceled a few months ago? Like, Look at the numbers and tell me, like, how do you feel about it? Because there's one or two charges in there where I'm like, man, I could have done that for a lot cheaper. Or I should have waited to invest in that until I had made more money doing this. Or, you know, there were just a few of those things. So I want you to be aware of how you feel about it because... I think that it makes a big difference on how you look at your money. And we won't get into personal finance and all that kind of stuff, but I'm, my husband and I, we live on a budget. We've done Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University in 2014. We live by those principles. And I'm just very aware of how much money we have, how much we're spending, and where it's going because it's just, it's a big thing for me. (laughs) Maybe that's another podcast episode. So this is a good thing to evaluate on a monthly basis, but definitely like based on like at a quarterly level, like you need to be looking at your numbers so you can adjust for your expenses so your other goals are in mind, right? If you have a revenue goal you wanna hit for the year, you wanna have that like be able to measure, like are you hitting those goals? 
but you can also see where you have like spent money on like a one-time purchase. So here's a perfect example. I did a photo shoot in January. I've heard several people that are influencers like Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield and Rachel Hollis. Like they mention that they do a photo shoot at least once a month. And I'm like, well, that's fantastic. Like it would be awesome to do that. But I don't have it in the budget to do it once a month. Maybe once a quarter at least every six months is the goal for me. But I I decided I'm going to bite the bullet. And I did my first professional photo shoot in January. And, you know, that costs some money. So that is like a one-off, one-time purchase that is going to affect my numbers, but it's not going to happen every month. And it's not going to happen all the time. And another thing, and this is something I'm really excited about, and I encourage you to, whenever you have the time and the money and the resources to invest in personal development and going to like an amazing conference or an event that you're excited about, please go do that. But I bought a ticket to Rachel Hollis's Rise Conference in Dallas this summer. And I'm not going to apologize for it because I'm excited. And she says, girl, stop apologizing. I'm reading that book right now, so it's totally on my mind. But um, but that's not going to happen all the time. Again, like that was something I had the money because I looked at my numbers. And I said, okay, like I can do this. And I look at that as an investment back in myself because I know I'm going to learn something or I'm going to meet someone that's going to help me like further down the road, like I'm really excited about it. So I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even worried about spending that money. I'm excited to spend that money. So, um, but these expenses won't happen every single month. But um, I can see also what monthly charges occur. And once like I can decide, do I really need this or can I let it go? And down the road, once I see like, okay, I'm spending $10 a month on Shopify. Okay, here's a perfect example. I have Shopify for a digital product that I'm not even promoting right now. And so a question that I've had is, should I keep this because it's costing me $10 a month or should I let it go and then reopen my Shopify account once I'm ready to, you know, ramp up like an ebook or something else that's going on? Well, I would only know that if I was looking at my numbers because honestly, I forgot about it. I totally forgot about it. I didn't even realize I was still getting charged for this until I looked at my numbers. I was like, oh my gosh, how did I let this go? I should be paying more attention to it. But I want you to look at your numbers so you can see ways that you can save money in the future. So a perfect example is Tailwind. I saved a ton of money buying the entire year up front because I believe it goes down to like $10 a month um, whenever you pay for the year. But if you pay on a monthly plan, it's like $15 a month. So um, I bought the entire year. It was cheaper for me. It worked. I had the money at the beginning of the year and it just made sense. But I want you to look at your numbers on a quarterly basis. That way you can plan for the future. Like, man, I could save $100 a year if I just pay for the whole year up front or whatever, you know, whatever the numbers are. I'm I'm not good at math off the top of my head. I don't know how much money that I saved, but um, it was totally worth it. So, okay, so let's go back to the spreadsheet. And you can list out all of your expenses, whether they're one-time or they're reoccurring or whatever. But I'll give you some examples of what my monthly expenses are because some things you may be 
you know, charging or paying for. And you're like, I don't know if that's a business expense. So I'm going to tell you what I pay for as of right now. So I have ConvertKit, which I pay for on a monthly basis. I do Shopify, which was interesting because I did not know this till I did my numbers, but they charged me twice in February. I don't know why. It looks like they try to do like first of the month and end of the month, but they charge me for January's and February's. So I, you know, I wouldn't have caught that had I not been doing this. I pay for Buzzsprout, which is my hosting site. And then I have a postal, like a P.O. box that I pay for. I paid for Facebook ads whenever I was running Rookie Podcasting. And I ran those ads in January and they ended in February, but I didn't get charged until the end of February and into March. So that was a little confusing for me because I was like, wait, I didn't get charged the full amount in February. Oh, wait, now I can see in March it charged me everything that was correct. So I'm able to look at my Facebook ads and measure that against the profit that I made from that course or from that ad or whatever I was promoting. And then I can see, well, was this, you know, your return on investment? Like, was it worth it for me to have these Facebook ads compared to how much I sold? Okay, so one of the other expenses, I told you about my photo shoot. I had Tailwind, which I paid for the whole year for Pinterest and Instagram. So that was a big charge at the beginning. I paid for my Rise Weekend tickets. And then I had a video edited for me in February by a friend of mine who's a videographer. And he does amazing work. I'm so happy to pay him what he deserves to be paid. But that was another one-off charge that I did. And then I had some miscellaneous expenses. So these are like my cup of coffee when I went and met with a friend. And then I um, I bought someone's book. It was another personal development thing that I did. So that's where my miscellaneous expenses fall. And I have those every month. Then my revenue, I have broken out by my Teachable payments, which is my rookie podcasting course. That's how I get paid when I make any sales in my course. And then my book, I actually, I have a book. It's Rookie Devotionals. It's on Amazon. So I had some book sales in January and February. So that was really cool. I think I have some in March, but they haven't hit my bank account yet. So um, so that's really cool. So you can see at a glance, once you input each individual thing, like I said, I know it's kind of a pain in the butt to do it up front, but oh my gosh, y'all. And this is a spreadsheet that you can use for the entire year. So you can see at a glance what your total expenses were, what your total revenue is, and then you can calculate your profit. So your profit is your revenue minus your expenses. And that is all that is. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is your enrollment or your client acquisition. So if you're a coach or if you have another type of business where you have people that are joining your crew or your MLM or whatever whatever kind of enrollment that you have, did those numbers go up? Do you have an online program or a service that you're providing? Did you gain any new students or sign on a new recurring monthly client? Like you want to measure those so that you can make sure you're on track to hit your yearly goals. So for me, I was able to measure because I launched Rookie Podcasting for the first time in November of last year. So I was able to measure how many students did we enroll last quarter and how many did we enroll this quarter. So I'm able to see how much are we growing by, what are the yearly numbers, and I want to make sure that I'm on target to hit those numbers. 
Okay, so now we're moving on to website statistics. Okay, so I have an entire tab dedicated to website statistics. So if you're just getting started and you're wondering like, what is she talking about? How do I get website statistics? You need to install Google Analytics on your website. You can just Google, how do I install analytics on my website? And I'm sure there's a million tutorials out there to show you how to do that. But you want these numbers, that way you can tell how many people are visiting your site, how long are they staying there, what pages are they going to, and then you can see your bounce rate, which means like how often people are hopping off of your page after so long, or you can kind of figure out why they're hopping off when you look at all these statistics. So for the sake of the front page, which is what we're calling like the part that's just like, hey, this is the snapshot of what's going on. We just measured the page views, the total users, new users, the total sessions, which a session and a page view, I think it's, they're measuring like a unique visitor and how many people are coming. I, I need to find out the definition of sessions. So maybe I'll go look that up um, and figure that out or I need to figure that out. And then I measured the bounce rate, which that is not added into the total numbers just because that was a percentage. But so I just added my personal percentage of my bounce rate to see what the difference was. And then you can add in, you know, add all of those up together, get your delta, and then you'll see whether that number has gone up or down. So um, the reason why this is important is because I specifically just started doing a lot of SEO and I'm doing more things on Pinterest. So I want to see like how is what I'm doing, what am, what am I putting my heart and blood and sweat and tears into, like how is this paying off? And this is how I'm able to measure it by looking at my statistics and my analytics on here. But what I want to go to is the website pages tab because this is like where the geekiness like really happens. So at the at the very top, I put in already Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. That way you can measure your total page views over the year. But for now, just input the number of your page views for Q1. And then I have the top page referrals. And this can actually be found if you are new to Google Analytics, then I th I really highly suggest you find a tutorial to show you how to use everything and you can totally get lost in there. And I specifically just look at my audience, like who they are, I look at their demographics. Then I look at the content on my site and what people are doing, like what pages are the most popular, you know, which ones do they come back to over and over again? I see my users, like how many, where are they coming from? Just because I'm curious, not necessarily, I don't do things. Like if someone's coming from a different country, I don't do things differently, but it's just something I like to know. But the main thing that I like to look at is the top page referrals. So this is like the source, like there's a, if you're on Google Analytics and you look over to the left, there's all the menu items and that is acquisition. And you can go in there and there's a bunch of different options, but I look at the source referrals um, because I want to know where's my traffic coming from? Like are people searching for me organically in Google? Are they finding me on social media somewhere? So I put the top sources for my stuff in here. You can totally change this, but I, took, I put the top four for me 
and that is Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Linktree, which is part of my Instagram. But y'all, this is what I was talking about, looking at your statistics and seeing where you need to put your effort almost, and I should have a percentage of how much this total is right here, but okay, the site referrals from Facebook Holy moly, it is like astronomically, I want to say it's 300% more than anything else. Like it is way, way more than anything else. And so that tells me, okay, while Instagram and Pinterest are still growing and like in terms of sending traffic to my website, I just need to keep focusing on Facebook because that is where my audience is finding me. That is where they are clicking through on a link that I share or in my profile and they're going to my website. So that tells me like, hey, keep spending your time and your energy on Facebook. So that is why this is important. The next thing that I have is the top 25 pages on my website. So I don't know how many pages you have, but I had so many and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna pick, I did the top 20 and then I was curious, like I kept going down on the numbers and I was like, I'm going to do 25. So I input the URLs that are, that were listed. And this is again, all in Google Analytics. And I, um, I believe it is under uh, the site content and then you go to all pages and you can see which ones were the most visited. And my most visited is crystalprofit.com and my resource library. Those are the top two. Like they're very close in numbers and people spend on average about a minute to a minute and a half to three minutes on each one of those pages. So that's a big deal. Like that tells me those need to be the best looking pages on my website. And then the next, I'll give you the top 10 for my website. My homepage, which is crystalprofit.com, then my resource library, my podcast page, my blog page, rookie podcasting, one of my posts, and then I have another post that's on there, my uh, the sign-up page for my resource library, my start here page, and then I have another post. So that tells me like people are going to this, and then I have listed in the spreadsheet where you can put in the page URL, the number of views that you've had, and the average time that is spent on those pages. The reason why I put these up here is that way you can filter in like if you want to see the top views, if you want to look at the data that way, or you want to look at like which is the one where people are spending the most time because that's what that's what I want to see. And one of my top ones is actually um, one of them that I have a video on. It's like, it's like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh, Like, what are, what are people doing here? That's amazing. And then I look at the post and I'm like, oh, it's because that one has a video. So people are hanging out on that page a lot longer. And then I see another one that's five minutes long. And I'm like, okay, what are people doing there? And I can look over to the page and see that is another post. So there's so many reasons to look at this. And I could totally geek out on statistics and all the other things. But for the sake of time... I want you to put in your numbers and tell me what you find. Like, I'm excited to share that my website stats have gone up by 55% in the first quarter. So that is amazing. I'm really excited about that. Okay, so the last thing that I wanted to talk about is podcast downloads. So did your downloads for your podcast go up? Okay, if they did, 
which episodes are driving those numbers? Which is your most popular episode? Because those are the ones that you need to keep promoting, keep plugging them in your other podcast episodes or in your Facebook Lives or your Instagram stories. Like say, hey, by the way, like this one episode that I have on public speaking and marketing is the number one episode that is being played. You should totally go check it out because it's amazing, right? Like so you can plug things and you can develop your marketing strategy over the statistics and the numbers that you have. But if you don't have them in front of you on a regular basis, then you're not going to know. So I could get into a million other ways that you could use all of this information, but I'm just going to wrap up with the six things that we covered today. And I just really encourage you to go grab that quarterly review spreadsheet. So again, it's crystalprofit.com, crystal with a K, profit with two Fs and two Ts, crystalprofit.com slash quarterly review. So let's go back over all the stats that we covered today. So the first was our social media followers. Then we had our email list. Then we had our revenue and our expenses. Then the fourth thing was our enrollment or acquisition of new clients. The fifth was our website statistics. And the sixth thing that we covered was podcast downloads. <sighs> Y'all, this is so much information, but I just, I love this kind of stuff. And I love being able to geek out with you on this because I just, I think it's so important to know where we are going and we can't figure that out until we know where we have been. And statistics and measuring data is one of the only ways that you can do that. So I encourage you, if this is your first time to do this, it's going to take a while. It's going to take like set aside 30 minutes, two hours, whatever you can spare, and really dive into your numbers. And I promise you, you're going to be like, holy moly, like this is awesome. I can now see on one sheet, one spreadsheet, what's going on in my business. So I'm excited for you. Please share with me your wins. Send me, like hit me up on Facebook. Like send me a DM on Instagram. Send me an email and say, hey, this is what I did. Like I did the spreadsheet and it's amazing. I can't wait to see what the next quarter brings. So that does it for episode 40. Remember, Go grab your quarterly review spreadsheet, crystalprofit.com slash quarterly review. Subscribe to the show and leave a review. Stay tuned for next week's show. And remember, keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. 